Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Monitor Keeping Podcast. We're here with a, another guest today, so you don't have to just listen to me and Kai. Um, not that that's bad, Kai. I always enjoy talking with you. <laughs> but, um, you know, we want to get some other information, some other uh, viewpoints, and uh, talk to people that are working with different animals and whatnot. So, uh, first off, Kai, how you been? What's going on? What's new? Oh man, there's a lot, a lot of things that are kind of new. Um, I guess, I guess to be uh, short, um, yeah, my Kimberleys aren't, aren't. I don't know, man. I think I've been kind of, um, I don't know about messing up on them, but yeah, I've just been having some, some bum luck with them. Um, like tail, I got some tail dry tip issues, um, and then they're, they're basically not really producing a whole lot this year so far what they normally would be so i guess i basically got to kind of critique them a little bit i'm still waiting for eggs to hatch and stuff like that but for the most part um yeah the kimberly stuff has been uh messing with my mind a little bit basically just kind of giving me the run around on stuff and uh yeah my female is like not really wanting to eat um i gotta really separate her out i think and then kind of go from there um with uh with how uh with how i'm gonna try to breed them this coming season if they if they will breed or if they will make it and everything like that she's kind of dealing with a tail issue and being moved around to you know being set up a little bit differently um and then i've had to basically accommodate more gravid females that are kind of in the mix of stuff with uh, the mangrove and kai island stuff Mm -hmm. um same thing uh going into 2022 i hatched out a, a kylan baby um but other than that man it's like uh, the eggs that i've been getting are kind of yeah they're basically all in all infertile even if some of them looked pretty good yeah um, yeah yeah so i honestly didn't go and cool them from 2021 into th- 2022 because they are kind of breeding the whole time anyways so i didn't really want to um, miss my chances because i maybe i thought you know this is it or they're, they're gonna be going i don't have a problem right right um, yeah both, most of my eggs or just about all of them so far um have been all infertile so oh man yeah, it's gonna yeah man it's and that's several clutches too so um i'm glad that they're laying i'm glad that they're still doing their thing the female I, I, at least you know um i'm always happy about that part but my males i think uh, i have to cool them down some more and stuff like that so i've really just um i've really just separated everybody made made the cages a little bit more accommodating to some of the pairs especially if i want to you know take advantage of producing them yeah so, uh, yeah they're they're being separated and kept a little bit cooler chilled out a little bit um basically shorter days no crazy high basking temperatures and they're fed a lot less um and really that's uh that's it you know um and yeah man i'm just uh really just getting getting the hang of most of my monitors and stuff like that's again again basically (laughs) revamping (laughs) yeah there's always new stuff and um, things like that i got some new uv lights that i wanted to add in there some more jungle dawn stuff um what else did i did i add i changed up uh um my normal calcium which is the the mineral sticky tongue i've used that for years now right and um i i would say that 
I've had some good success with it, right? With as far as some of my eggs and I've hatched a fair amount of clutches over the last several years or three, yeah. five years or so. So I'm not going to say that it was horrible, but I basically got something that has more vitamin A in it, um, which is the, dang it, the, Rap- the Rapashi one, the Rapashi yeah. Plus. Have you used that or do you use that? I haven't. Yeah, no, I'm mainly, I mainly have just used the ZoomEd stuff. Okay. The pink and the, the blue and the green one, right? Is that the reptile? Uh, that one or the oh it, the other one, right? The it, it's got like a blue lettering or it has green lettering, right? I think green lettering, yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. the calcium D three big, you know, bigger yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't used that one too much, um, but John says that one's a good one to good one to use too. So yeah, I switched up the the calcium supplements a little bit. Um, and um, really just uh, trying to hope for better results, right? I'm, I'm cool mm-hmm. that I'm hatching them. I mean, you know, somewhat with my little success so, so far of hatching just onesies, twosies, or maybe even three or four, right? But, um, yeah, I want, like, better hatch rates, I guess 100% of eggs that look good on the way out and also right. 100% hatch rate. Um, but we're not, we're not there yet. I'm basically getting, like, half clutches or one or two good eggs that might be partho clutches instead. And then I'm getting, you know, these, um, these full infertile clutches. So yeah, I gotta, gotta take a step back. This is what I've been kind of doing. It's, uh, kind of drawing my mental a little bit, you know, it's making me basically think a lot harder and deeper into what I've been doing. Not everything is recollected or even if it is, it's like, on freaking facebook so i gotta go back so <laughs> i know what you mean <laughs> yeah i have pictures and stuff too um and so i'll kind of go back to those those timelines of, of the pictures i took or when i posted on instagram or something like that and i'll look for you know when, when i did this and yeah so really just going back and checking some of my notes and all right and seeing what i didn't do right it's all it's not always about what you're doing it's about what you're not doing too so yeah uh, so yeah, man, I, I missed that. How I'm going to incorporate that this year would basically be to um, take advantage of these next few months from right now, now that now that it's about to be May. I've already taken advantage of this for the last two weeks too. So I had females basically coming out of laying and so they're not, you know, not gravid anymore and things like that. So I've kept them and stopped pounding them with food. I'm basically... Mm-hmm just gave them like a little mouse and it's only been a, it's only been a few days so i haven't fed them like every day consistently even if it's small meals right so yeah just um kind of slim back my males my females separated them take advantage of now until may june july so the end of july into august i'll start bringing them back up and then take that four months from august august september October, November, maybe even into December, but I'm going to stick with those four months first and see how they're going just because the weather is weird. It's been weird lately. It's still, it's still really chilly in California, even though it, it would normally be pretty hot right now. Yeah. Um, especially where I live. So the nights have been seventies. I mean, the days have been seventies and the nights have been into the fifties. So it's not as where it'd be 80 and 90 in the day. And then, you know, sixties at nighttime. So, it's a lot, a lot chillier. Um, I feel like so. I'm gonna try to take advantage of some of this right now, um, and then, you know, when it's really uh, 
when it's really hot, my lamps will be kind of off or only one bulb will be on and it's only going to be on for like eight to 10 hours a day rather than a whole 20, 12 or 14 hours a day that is typically on. Um, and then if they show great signs going into um, that season, right, from March, June and all that stuff like that being chilled out and then they're warmed back up August to November to breed. If they do well during that pressure change and when it starts to really rain again, it's not as hot, you know, but basically the, the temperatures have changed again, I will then cool them down for the next spring. So looking uh, into next year, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking into this year and into next year because, you know, I don't want to mess them up by just I, – I, what, I, what it was is I, wanted to, I wasn't as strict 2021 coming into 2022. Just, I mean, it's not that I wasn't strict. They were breeding, giving me a whole bunch of signs and the males into the females. Like, especially, you know, remember when I posted the Kai Islands actually locking up and the male breaking yeah. into the side? Yeah, that was in December or something like that. So, um, you know, there's a lot, a whole lot that I trying to take advantage of, but really didn't get great success out of. So I got to go back to the drawing board a little bit. Um, and I think it's me not cooling them down. Um, you know, it's kind of like what some snake breeders go through when their animals basically aren't um, producing fertile stuff. They, you know, cool them down and regulates the sperm and the eggs a little bit and gets them going, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, sorry for my long recap. What about you, man? Uh, basic stuff. I'm my, so temperatures are changing. It's still like um, mid to upper 40s at night. But we're getting into the high 70s, maybe mid 80s. Sometimes it'll bump up to like low 90. Um, but what I've noticed is that my room, the way my room is acting is is different all of a sudden. So from 6 to, well, more like 5 to 10 p.m., um, the, the, the way my warehouse is built and um, the, the attics and everything uh, – it's trapping heat in there a little more during that time. So it's like, it's heating up throughout the day, but it doesn't hit that, that where the temperatures really change until about five o'clock. And then from five to 10, it's like, it has to come back down, but it's a slow gradual coming back down. So I've noticed in my incubator, there's about a three and a half degree temperature swing um, throughout the day, throughout a 24 hour period. And overall it's not horrible, but for a few things I've noticed that, um, you know, where I had a totally good looking clutch, one of the eggs, maybe one of the weaker eggs, um, is starting to dimple in or starting to mold, which I th think is being caused by maybe this, this temperature swing a little bit. Um, also what I'm noticing is there's been one, one popped egg, real small, just a little fluid that came out. And then uh, yesterday I noticed one that had a little bit of pink material in it and it looked like it actually popped and kind of shot across the container a little bit. So um, I'm going to guess that that egg probably isn't going to make it. So today time to do some changes. I'm going to um, just take soldering iron, make some really small holes in the sides of the, the uh, uh, SIM containers. I mean like really small, as small as I can make. And um, on, one on each side, just try to regulate that pressure a little bit. The other thing I'm going to do that I forgot kind of, as you say, you have to relearn or remind myself and 
some things is when the temperature starts getting up um, in the year that I have to I have to almost rewire how the, the fans work. So yeah, the fans yeah. can actually produce their own heat. And right now they're not controlled on the same thermostat because ideally I want them going constantly to circulate the heat. But the fans in my setup will create their own heat just enough to raise it up a couple degrees. Um, and so then the thermostat is trying to, to do its own thing you know, with that. And then I have the temperature change going on in the warehouse right now. So what I have to do basically is connect the fans uh, as well as the heating element all into the thermostat so that when it kicks on, then it circulates the air, but then it does shut off. Um, But I haven't noticed any problems with that. It's just now that it's, we're getting a little farther into springtime. I'm remembering, oh yeah, I got to rewire that again. And um, I might just leave it that way. Um, and so the fans are basically hooked into there um, and the, the thermostat when it kicks on or it's, it's uh, what do they call it? Proportional. So, you know, um, so give little bursts, but I think it would be just enough to circulate the air. No problem. So yeah. I'll make that change today. Today's a big day, man. I got a, my back was hurting for a while. <laughs> I've been doing some, some yoga and stretching, trying to get it better. And it feels better, but I got a lot of like heavy lifting to do or mixing dirt. I have to, uh, yeah, you're just I, gonna have to suck it up, huh? Yeah, I got a couple, you know, I still have a couple of those like big, uh, the, the three foot by three foot exoterras, which are great, but they're heavy to move by yourself. I got to take yeah. the doors off, the, 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 the top off, everything I can, and then get the right lean on it, you know, <laughs> and, uh, um, Maybe I'll try to snag somebody into helping me with that later. But yeah, so I got to move two of those and then I got to mix up some dirt. I got to install a bunch of um, different things, uh, different light fixtures and cages. Um, And I was using these, these dual domes, but they're not working for the purposes I wanted them for. For me, those dual domes work better on top of a, a cage in these setups rather than inside. So I got the individual uh, holders that have that little metal bracket, you know, that uh, separate them a little bit. And then they have a switch connected to the the plug. Um, So I got to take out the domes, screw in those, which isn't, you know, necessarily hard. It's just tedious. And then uh, if I'm in a cage with nervous animals or something that, you know, it's like, well, do I, do I catch the animals first or do I let them go try to run and hide and then try to do it real quick and hope they don't come flying out the door past me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I got to play that little game later. But uh, yeah, that's that's what's going on here. I should have some some Kims hatching maybe today. Maybe they're already hatching. Or um, save me some. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then you know the next few days here. So and then uh, I think my my female Sam monitor should be laying now. She's never really tricked me, but man, those Tristus have been tricking me all year. Like I've seen the signs uh, between both pairs and I'm like, all right, anytime, you know, I'll even, I've dug up that nest box so many days now and there's nothing in there. And I'm like, what? I've seen them locked up, you know? So they're on their own program, whatever, let them do their thing. They want to be mean, just be mean, you know, and uh, get back to it. Maybe they need to give themselves kind of a break year or like you said, um, cool them off. Uh, a little more in the uh, the winter, yeah, yeah. see what yeah, happens. Yeah. So, 
But the the Ackies are still going. The the Kims are still going. It looks like the Sand Monitors will go. Um, I I have a suspicion that there might I might need to do some digging again in the Timor um, cage, and then I have the Tree Monitors are another one that are kind of tricking me. I think I'm getting close to where I'm actually seeing females cycle, but I have nothing to show for it so far. But that being said, the, the, I have a pair of green trees that that look good, but I don't want to make any you know definites yet. But hopefully, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, I think. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to figure out what the the whole. I I usually don't have any animals, any monitors in my collection that charge me, right? And uh, one of the Dorianus is uh, that's its go to now when I start doing things in the cage is this charge. So I'm getting to experience that for the first time. I've never had a uh, monitor actually charge at me. So it's, it's a little interesting. You know, it's, it's a three foot monitor now, so it's, it's getting bigger. Yeah. Um, so, but that's, what's going on here. I guess we're talking too much. We should probably, we, we told everybody we had a guest and now we're, <laughs> Kai, why don't you introduce our guest? All right. Uh, well, uh, maybe if some of you guys have been, uh, following us on instagram but um and on facebook uh but yeah we today we have uh aiden on today um and uh he's a young guy and he's kind of a neighbor he's not too far from me maybe lives like about 30 minutes awesome um, yeah um but uh he's got doom rolls monitors going and he's got some eggs um and we'll we'll kind of let him do uh most of that explaining today but uh yeah it's uh it's exciting to see this species um you know, basically get get back into the the captive breeding process, and and uh, you know we're seeing more more fruits of of all all of our labors, um, you know stuff like that. I think there's a, quite a few people that are um, that have multiple jumerals, and it's just n- not going. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, uh, welcome, Aiden. Thanks. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, I guess uh, before, to start, um, how long have you had your 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 dream rolls and um? Um, so I got the female. What was the last part? Well, why why did you choose those guys over other monitors? How long so, I had a a reticulated python in like I got in like 2017, and then I was on Craigslist just looking around for to trade for something, and then I saw it. A doom rolls monitor, female doom rolls monitor. Yeah, and a I had not had a, a hadn't had a monitor in a couple of years, and I want to get back into them, so I traded for that. That was in 2019, maybe or yeah, yeah, 2019. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even think about breeding or nothing. It was just a cool lizard to have until t- like November 2021. Or like a little before, but November's when I got the mail, <clears throat> and um, they locked up right away when I got them. And like nice. after nice. a week of introducing, he's right here. He's just he's like tripping on me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I now, haven't had him very long. Very very good. So this was uh, November you got him, and it was in yeah. November that they locked up. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Talk about good turnaround on that, huh? That must have felt good. (laughs) 
super quick, man. Yeah. So, so now they locked up in November. Um, did they lock up anytime after that? Um, it was like November 10th till like the end of November, like maybe the 25th. And then Mm -hmm. there was like a week I saw no interest in breeding. They would hang out and stuff and bask together, but no interest in breeding. So I, I took the mail out and I didn't have a nest box in until like the whole time. So I just put a nest box in then. And I think that might be why she laid infertile eggs, but I don't know. Oh, then, so you, you, you got a clutch of infertiles first? Yeah. Okay. That okay. was in, in January she laid Okay. Uh, eight infertile eggs. Gotcha, then, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so and then I after that, I paired them back up in February, and nothing really happened. They didn't really have any interest. And then um, waited like two more weeks, cooled, cooled the mail down a little bit, and... Um, Put them back in in March, early March, and then they bred all March. And nice. I removed the male. And the females had nesting the whole time since since the first time in November. So, but Kai helped me out like a, a month ago when they were still breeding. And then um, did all those suggestions. And awesome. What were, what were some yeah. of those suggestions so people know? Um. So the nest box was it's a external nest box and it was just on the f- concrete floor in my room. Like, my room is in the garage. And um, Kai was saying to, to put it on two by fours or something to elevate it. So there's an mm-hmm. air gap. And so the heat pad isn't getting smashed. And then he suggested to get a bigger heat pad and put it on both sides. So I did that. And um, to close off the top of the cage, I did that. The only thing I haven't done is uh, elevate the whole cage uh, off the ground. But that's okay, though. Yeah, it's getting warmer. Yeah, and the male, I think he needs that. You know, yeah. Or they both kind of need that chill. Yeah. But as long as you got the your heat kind of like more conserved, because your open top sort of before, it wasn't completely yeah. open. It's just a lot of screen, right? And so it, yeah. it escapes from there. But when you close it up, though, you conserve so much more. Heat, yeah, so. yeah, it's a lot more humid for sure. Yeah. That's great. Man. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause when you were first talking, I didn't realize, I, I thought what you were saying was they bred in November and now she laid, I was like, wow, oh, that's no. a long <laughs> period of time, but no, that, that makes a lot more sense. So it's, it's about 30, 25, 30 days. Would you say from the time of lockup um, to, to nesting? The first time it was, I have it all written down, but I think it was 55 days from the first lock until she laid. But it was uh-huh. so she was, she was 30. breeding during of the Genesis. Okay. Yeah, and then it was like 39 days from the last lock till she laid. Okay. But this You're doing time better than was, me. You write that stuff less. down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that's good. It's good. I take a lot of pictures and it, it, it shows the date and stuff. Yeah. I, I write that down later. Yeah, that's that's what I usually go off to, but sometimes I take too many damn pictures. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, Same. Yeah. <laughs> And sometimes when I have to like redo and reboot my phone or, or I try, like what I did this time was I transferred, I just got a new phone. So all the information, it's like, it's doubled. I have the same picture on there like three times and they're all different. Yeah. So it's like, what the hell? Yeah. I didn't really like it. I just got a new phone and uh, I lost like all the pictures from March and before. So the whole first breeding process i lost all those pictures 
Yeah, sometimes yeah. what I do is, I mean, it might be like a really uh, uh, kind of repetitive, right? But I just, I'll throw it on Instagram right away. And because yeah. um, I, I don't post as much on my Instagram, right? Where it's just flooded with a bunch of random stuff and just me, just me talking or whatever, right? So I have a bunch of pictures and um, the Instagram will have it on the date. And I, I can kind of go by that a little bit better, you know? Um, but yeah, man, uh, I guess... Um, could you uh, you kind of explain about how uh how you have your your setups for them like size and what you use for lamps and heat and all that stuff like that too because i think a lot of people are kind of uh i would say just just unsure about how to keep drum rolls you know um a lot of people think they're just like all the other monitors when they're kept a little bit differently yeah so i have the male is in a seven by seven by two by two, which I wish was bigger, but he he can thermoregulate well and he has a he has enough room to exercise and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and the female is in an eight by two by four high, eight long, two deep, four high, and I have a like the dual fixtures with um like zoomed light bulbs I, I don't i haven't used the par 38s or anything but the basking temps on the floor is like 125 130 nice and then the cool sides of the cage on the floor is like 75 and then there's a lot of other hiding spots that are like 70 but yeah big wa big water bowl my substrate in there's only like six inches, maybe like eight at the highest point. Yeah, that's but, for the male. That's for the male, right? Yeah, or the females is like it's maybe like eight or nine inches. Yeah, in there. and then but you have still... that. Then you have the ex external nest bin too, right? Yeah. So basically, she has the option to go there and be in more soil, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's your where nest... she spent. What was that? Your your nest bin. Um, how did you uh? end up doing the whole thing when after i made the critiques for you how did you end up doing doing the inside like the the the, the consistency oh, yeah. of everything so i i just like got a couple big shovelfuls of sand and mixed that around good and i think i put a little bit more water in there yeah and then i put one of those big um piece of wood in there like you said at a 45 yeah and then yeah, that's pretty much it. And then I put the leaf litter back on top. Uh, but I, I switched it from the the seven-foot cage that was on the floor to the other cage. Okay. But it's still external. Oh, just, nice. Just uh, disconnected the tube and put it on that one. Oh, great. So you basically, the the male's still in that one um, yeah. furthest, furthest from the door, but then the cage that's by the door is where the female's in now yeah. with the external, right? Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Dang. Yeah, you did a you did a lot of lot of a uh, lot of adjusting, man. After I yeah. left, huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, that's all it really takes. Sometimes it takes like you know just the uh, the fine tuning, see how yeah. they like stuff and how they would normally do it in the wild, maybe, um, and then you know just see how see how it works or how they how they like it. But you know, with the with your results, I think you got what ten eggs, right? Yeah, it was ten. Ten, 10 eggs. look good, but yeah, they look uh, great. A few of them started dimpling yesterday oh, okay so i think uh, three of them did 
yeah what do you want to do then you might have to adjust the moisture level inside your whole incubator or inside yeah, I, put, the I put two little um like those little ceramic bowls of water in there yeah in the incubator not in the sim box obviously yeah. and then i put a little piece of paper towel like elevated over the eggs with a with like that's a piece of egg crate that's moist right yeah moist paper towel okay yeah cool uh, sometimes I do something very similar too. I'll wad up some paper towel and I'll moisten it up and I'll throw it in the corner. Yeah. Occasionally I'll get a really thin piece of paper towel and I'll wet it and then I'll lay it over the eggs too. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there are little tricks that work. Um, I'm fine tuning my incubator too. Don't don't get me wrong. It takes a while to learn your incubator. Yeah, I think I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna build one because I you saw the one I have. It's that yeah, yeah. that Zoomed one or whatever. Right. Yo, no, where you're not at, you're not at your house right now, huh? Are you at your your? No, I am. I I got a bunch of vision cages oh. from my uncle. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but he he did he give you some green tree pythons too? Yeah. Nice. What? Yeah, I got some some chondros recently. Yeah. I need an uncle like that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I had to step away for just a second. You're good. I, I yeah, missed man. what you covered there, but uh. Uh, kind of just covered um, some of his uh, enclosure and nesting and what he did to uh, some some of the adjustments and stuff like that. Oh, all um, the important stuff. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I'll listen nah, back. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, so it's like, uh, man, um, for the the second clutch, you actually got some really good eggs, man. That's that's yeah, really good. Yeah, uh, it's it's really it's, good. Yeah, it's hard to. It's really hard to hit that, even for me, man. Some, some, yeah. some. I'm really just pray that when they breed, I get at least give me two or one. You know, um, it's just because <laughs> mine don't lay a lot, and your female is tiny. She's like, yeah, she's small. I was surprised. Yeah, she she laid eight like slugs that were all all bad from the beginning, and yeah. there yeah, was ten that. like perfect eggs, and I was like, damn. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like tripping. But uh, yeah, Alan. I guess his uh his adjustments were because, you know, they like mud, right? And so he got dirt, and then he added water. And don't get me wrong, they like the mud, but um, I guess I just suggested he'd add some more sand into it, right? Yeah. So he he um he got some sand that he just scooped up from I guess his yard where they do yard. Yeah, there's like a little stuff. sand sandbox yeah, over there. Bunch <laughs> of sand piles. So you yeah, got the just... sand sitting there. Uncle's giving vision cage to the chondro. <laughs> Man, <laughs> oh, that's so he, awesome. just, uh, he just added some structural support. Now, did that female lay underneath that structural support? Um, not really. Okay, she I can send you a picture, but she like tunneled in the corner, yeah, and then went like into the center a little bit. That's where she laid that's them good. out, and that's uh furthest away from the pads, right? Yeah, 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 that's good. That's good because where their pads are typically radiating at, it's too hot. It's like a hundred or something like that. Yeah, it was like yeah. inside. It was like close to ninety where the heat pad is. Yeah. But the heat pads on the outside, one side I I temp gunned it at like eighty five, and then one was like ninety five, and then the bottom was like a hundred. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Great option. Like a little adjuster too. on it. Little nice. knob. Yeah, these uh these drumerals are not shy at all, man. I came there and the yeah. male was locked, trying to lock with the female right in front of me while I was doing the adjustments, nice. and, uh, while I was making the suggestions, anyways. Yeah, um, but yeah, man, it's like 
uh, these monitors are way different than like what I keep, right, or what Alan. Yeah, they're they're different than anyone that I've ever kept, and I've I've kept a few. Compared to like, let's see here, mine, which are like semi-aquatic and they're arboreal, and I typically keep them on sandy soil, right? Um, And then Alan's stuff, he's got a lot of Australian stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can see it a little bit more dry, right? Um, not not so much as like completely arid, but but drier, right? Yeah. And then these jumerals are like, I would say like mud. They love mud. I mean, they love yeah. like that crazy sticky soil like that. Yeah. So their yeah. their scales are designed way differently. Yeah. It's it's like um, it's like osteoderms on a crocodile almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's bones in them. It's crazy. Right. And it's like they're meant for meant for that life yeah um, yeah meant for that so they basically can handle being submerged all the time where if i my mangroves were submerged all the time they develop water blisters or they'd get water yeah, off, yeah. or um, like the cams too much moisture just in the cage that they would come in contact with they'll get those blisters at bumblefoot and stuff and uh even the sand monitors um you know so it's it's interesting how these different animals are attuned to these different habitats you know and we're too often we treat monitors all the same and this is a a good example of you know no they're they're quite different yeah in a way they're like similar right but there are just there then there then there's things that also make them different you know like Mm -hmm, sure they should still have you know high basking temperatures and whatnot and um you know be able to have great thermal radiance thermal gradients but if you think about it an iguana and a bearded dragon and a leopard gecko should have the same options technically yeah. right and so that's it's, a good way to put it yeah yeah it's kind of the same thing if you were to think about it you should have available options for all of them now with these ones with the jumerals man you can just go into kind of the extreme that the cages can be pretty pretty wet almost humid and then man when i was checking what she liked to dig in that was way different than what I have, you know. It's almost like clay, mud slash yeah. sand, right? Yeah. So that's really cool, man. That's interesting stuff. Um, with the 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 dumerals, um, what's the pattern? Just out of curiosity, because like, I don't know if I've seen yours per se, but how are their colors? What are the, what do they look like to you? Are they all so, one color or? Go ahead. They're they're not like all brown. <laughs> like right they're like they've got a lot of brown and and black and green a little bit of like peach on the on the female is a lot of peach on on the bottom of her that's awesome but the male is a lot lighter colored he's almost like like light green with like a bluish hue to him kind of yeah he's got like a olive color to him yeah he's really cool yeah Yeah. it seems like they're from different localities for sure because dumerals are, are found in a lot of places, but yeah. I don't know. I've heard that they only really come out of like Sumatra and um, yeah. Indonesia. Yeah, That's... I'm pretty sure there's a lot that lot we don't really know where they actually come from. You know? Right. Yeah. Just just because we're hearing from poachers and someone that heard it from somebody else. Until you can talk to somebody who caught it there or saw them and really like or followed some guy on like flicker right and he posted up a picture of him um doing birding stuff or or looking at animals and taking really nice dslr pictures right from far away um you know you can't really trust a whole lot from a poacher's 
point of view, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just hard to, right? Yeah. Well, I just think, I think they're, they're really awesome animals. Um, there's that albino one. I think we talked about a little bit. Kai. Oh, yeah. 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 You, he's a, you got, you, did you track that one down, Aiden? I yeah. Think I that talked to that guy alive. a little bit. He, he's still he, alive. He's told me that he, so he was in Jakarta, he said, and he said he sold it to this guy in Bangkok for 30, uh, 30,000 us and i was like i was tripping bro yeah i was like yeah. no way yeah, yeah it's an amazing animal though um hopefully it something so i don't know it's so sometimes like these these one-off amazing animals go to places like uh yeah. places in asia and they yeah like bangkok actually there's a few in bangkok um these one-of-a-kind animals and uh yeah, you never hear of them again. They're, yeah. you know, <laughs> they're someone's prized pet, but yeah. really, what 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 should happen is they should end up in someone's lap that's gonna really bring it and have it flourish, right? Right. Yeah. Not just in captivity, but also try to produce it yeah. and see if they can make more. You know. See, we think that, but some maybe shadis, shady, some rich, some rich guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. skyscraper in Bangkok, you know, maybe he just wants it to be the only one. <laughs> Probably also has an elephant and a tiger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Nicholas Cage actually had a few like one-off reptiles, or you know, not very common reptiles, kind of the same yeah. thing. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, that thing was awesome. And you know, the reason I ask about the color on them is because, of course, the babies are amazing. They come with these bright orange heads that everybody yeah. wishes they'd keep. Yeah, that'd be um, crazy. But there's a uh, Ben Aller used to live here in Sacramento. So, yeah. I, you know, gosh, that was. A Aiden's gotten a chance to actually talk to him. He got yeah, to, oh, okay. to Ben a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. Tell us about that in a second. I just remember going over to his place and seeing the, the doom rolls playing with That's the babies. Cool. You know, you got to see, um, see the actual color on the adults. And the yeah, setup yeah. he had, he had a whole garage kind of dedicated to um, yeah. to the reptiles that he had out there. So uh, those, the, he had the Rudy's, Doom Rolls, and then um, the Gray's monitors. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, and he, he did some amazing work. Unfortunately, you know, I wish those Gray's monitors actually turned out to be a pair. I think he, if anybody at that time could have done it, I think Ben, you know, could have, could have figured it out. Um but you know you need a, a working pair to do that. But the Doom rolls, I think he went into multiple generations. But if you talk yeah. to him, how how did that go? Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It it was like just a phone call and a couple of emails back and forth. But he was pretty cool. Yeah, he he was telling me a lot, just like basic care information and and incubation information and like I was just asking him questions about nesting and stuff. He said he had he always had multiple options for nesting, like yeah, like multiple nest bins. I I never tried that, but I tried different options in the in the nest box, like a uh, different uh, substrate or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I remember his setups kind of being like he'd have a tote on one end, he'd have actually a section of the cage like um like whole cage nesting, but it was just in a portion of the cage, and then at one point I think. He went out for these like um he was chopping up these cottonwood trees that were down and he was pulling out you know these big hollow logs and hauling them back in his truck and filling them full of like um leaf mulch basically and that kind of stuff and 
Yeah. So, I mean, that was his, his thing back then too, was giving his animals a ton of different options. And then yeah. as he would, he'd kind of scale it back to what he saw working, but um, yeah, he did some, some really cool stuff back then. So I'm, I'm guessing now and into, you know, the enclosures he's helping build with the, the way they're set up. I mean, a lot of it for zoos and whatnot. Um, yeah. So things can be displayed, but I, you know, I think he's still up here in Northern California, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No. Yeah, zoo uh, zoo fabrications, zoological yeah. fabrications. Yeah, he I still has wanna... uh, one doom rose from his last clutch. He said, "It's oh, a, that's a female. Yeah. It's nine yeah. years old now, or eight eight or nine years old now." He said, "Yeah, yeah he I said put, it's just in a giant ten ten by or eight by ten cage, just by itself." Well, it's <laughs> probably one of his prized favorites that he hatched out. Yeah, man. yeah. I've got a couple of those, man. My yeah, first my first ones like. I basically captured and i've had i've had a few now you know yeah. i wish i can keep them all but i can only really keep what um is near and dear to me or um is going to be a functional part of the whole process you know i yeah. just can't have like a ton of extra females or which i'd still kind of do right because i just <laughs> send them anywhere but i also right. don't want to have a, a ton of extra males like um that aren't really going to be doing anything i i over the years even just the last three years i purchased so many different mangrove monitors and they just didn't work out and yeah. so yeah so i i look for a different few criterias right i look for like how nice they are to each other and i'll try a couple times i won't just give it the first go but if they're mean and they're attackers right off the get-go i really don't use them for that long um, if they if they get way too big and I used to not know before, right? So I just, oh, it's a mangrove monitor. It's sold as a mangrove monitor. So I, th I would think, oh man, these Indonesian ones were males because they were so big. And I kept, you know, thinking that they're the same thing, but really they're a whole different animal almost. So I would sell those, get rid of those because they ended up getting way too big too. Um, and then my color scheme, what I'm trying to have an end result goal in and so I've been keeping basically the the ones that have great yellow spots when they're born, but end up blue. The, yeah. Not the spots, but the actual lizard. Um, and so I have these really, really pretty blue mangrove monitor types, both Kai Island and Solomon Island too. So yeah, man. And when they do the transformation, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen my pictures where the, the blue spot, the yellow spots are there, but the blue comes in underneath. And it's, uh, it's extremely yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. So. I try to do stuff like that, and that's that's what has them stay, you know. Um, but yeah, man, getting back to Ben Ben Aller, um, I, I first met him, I think, at, at a Northern California show when I was like fifteen or sixteen years old, something like that. Um, and and he had a a little flabby female on his on his shoulder, just standing there. And you know, he was there's so many people going, there's so much going on. He's just standing there. I think he was yeah. in the, at the back of a. He was just standing behind like um, um, John of uh, East Bay Vivarium because he normally, you know, they, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll boost together and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're, they're long old time friends and pioneers that we basically look up to and why we do stuff now. You know, um, I think Ben's cages before, uh, man, they set, a, they set a real tone for what the hobby is now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the the crazy cages that basically look like wild habitats right um right. texture and everything 
Um, he they use Zupoxy stuff like that, and they do a whole lot more than just Zupoxy. But you know, you can see um, how simplified his cage is, though. You know, the logs right. are the logs are positioned in a certain way. They can bask and regulate from top to bottom on that log. They've got hollows in them that are permanent, you know, and not just a lot of times a hollow log, man. It's great, but it'll break down. There's a reason why it's hollow. It's basically, you know, eaten from the inside. And sometimes the wood doesn't last very long. Right. I, I purchased some hollow logs that aren't cork. Um, and basically they, they last maybe a few months or a year even. And then just uh, crumble, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so it's it's funny. You got, I remember going to like this little house in Sacramento. Garage, of course, isn't a work area for these chemicals and stuff he was working with um, to make some of this stuff. So he had him back like out under this tree, kind of like this little awning in the backyard with some of his um, his first creations. And they were awesome then. Like he was really getting in there, uh, really detailed, almost like like an obsession. Well, I, I, it obviously turned into something for him. And just the amount of detail that he would put into these things and um, color. I mean, the, the guy's an artist through yeah. and through um, with what he would create for stuff. And uh, it's really impressive. But like you said, that was almost 20 years ago, 18 yeah, years ago. 20, 20 yeah. years ago, almost. Yeah. And I remember his, his, um, um, even back then, his, the sides of his walls were climbable for his species, you know, yeah. whether it's lattice or uh, something else you put in there. Um, right. uh, he was very much about that. And the different, um, levels of lights and temperatures and all of that stuff you know it's just uh he had a lot figured out a lot that i feel like i'm, I'm kind of catching up to now he was already doing but it wasn't common knowledge necessarily back then so yeah um, now we now we teach it like it's like hey maximize your surface areas right add stuff to the sides you know more not just like vines and stuff more sturdy stuff that they can basically hang on to you know right um in all of my enclosures and even the short ones I have uh, stuff on the walls and that basically gives them what it does is for me, man, it, when the females want to hang and do that whole um, vitiligenesis part, or even when they're gravid, right, they hang there and you can see that the, the whole thing happening, they're doing it to take the pressure off their, their belly. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's why I, that's why I do it. You know, I have it in every single cage. Um, even the males too, you know, they'll thermoregulate regulate against the wall. Um, they'll just sit there and kind of, it's very natural to them to hang that way. Um, right. Yeah, man. Oh man, dude, I'm actually really stoked. So your, your eggs, um, are now just a few days old, right? Yeah. Like three, two, three days old now. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I guess pay attention to that dimpling. If it's already onset pretty fast on your your the changes you make should basically correct them pretty fast if they're strong eggs which they kind of look like it um they'll yeah. go the distance you know they'll go the distance if they're strong eggs um just yeah you'll have to kind of critique and do that i honestly don't recommend you unless that incubator is already tried and true i don't recommend you taking what they're in now and putting it in them um, just run the course, even if yeah. even if you're gonna fail. 
right. on the course. Um, now that's it's Betty. That's hard to hear, but it's like, yeah. no, I want him to hatch. <laughs> now, I mean, it, if you feel like it, and you know, it's it's all your go. You know, I won't I won't tell you to do anything. It's just recommending you. You know, but if again, if you know an incubator is great working, or you have your uncle that has one that he knows is hatching out a bunch of animals in it and without a problem, right? Utilize it. You know, um, like I said, you could come to my place, drop them off here. Um, cause that 30 minute drive isn't so bad and they basically get to sit in the incubator that works. Um, now again, though, I want you to try to run your course with your current eggs and basically see how you can manage it with just that one. Not to say that your incubator is bad. It's just, it's small and, uh, yeah, yeah it just, it, it'll, if it's not regulated well, or doesn't have a great regulator on it to turn off the heat and stuff like that well enough, um, space space to actually give a balance you know um then it's it's it can be tough and then when stuff happens inside such a small incubator it basically can happen very fast um alan's had had a lot of those issues too mm -hmm. so you know basically killing a bunch of eggs or having eggs burst me as well i've had some issues too where it's like dang why do those eggs do that but these didn't i know right. I, I really don't know and i i couldn't tell you maybe those eggs weren't so great you know yeah um, have you tried to did you candle them at first aiden to see if the i ring candled them uh the day after when okay. i marked them with a pencil yeah yeah and, um, is, is the I ring of see, life in there i didn't no? see anything okay so with monitor eggs um they say that if it's got a ring of life and a bunch of veins already the eggs have been in the female for a while um mm -hmm. and uh, I, I don't know if that's exactly true but for for I've me similar things yeah, for me, um, I don't see anything for about a month or two. It's, I don't know why. It's just very faint. Um, maybe in about three weeks, you could, you could check it again and see if veins have started to creep up from the bottom. Um, yeah. But although rarely, like, you know, you'll see some eggs and they're just like full of veins and, you know, the, you could see the embryo probably moving around yeah. and it's typically now a fetus and right and all that stuff like that um those will happen months later and then you can also see like your timeline too on how the how full the egg is like you'll see oh man this has been 150 days and it'll be sort of full you know not not really all there yet but when it gets really full the egg starts to shaping up differently right you'll go through different stages and it'll be really full and then the egg will change in texture they will no longer right now it feels like a ping pong ball right um yeah like a leather, like, like kind of hard yeah leathery hard ping pong shell. ball right yeah. yeah yeah a ping pong ball is hard shell but thin so yeah. that's, that's kind of what i mean um, um now in about several months from now when they're actually ready to hatch i'd say give your give yourself anywhere from seven months to nearly a year dude it's like two <laughs> 200 ben, days i, I think, think ben was saying he hatched them at like 155 to 170 okay. normally Dude, those are those are good numbers yeah. you don't anything past 200 days is hair <laughs> this guy in borneo he said he just he got a clutch from his female and he just put the eggs on his shelf yeah no no heat he said it took seven months with no heat it's because yeah. where, where he lives is is it's always that way yeah, yeah. he caught yeah. them there yeah yeah, he yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah he's, like, he's cheating, dude. he's cheating, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, if your room, right, if any room were to stay 
like 82 and it's constant all the time to basically temperature controlled and as well the airflow in that room didn't change so much so like an example a closet right yeah a closet in a warm room um lance payton uh when i was when really young talking to lance and lance is my age now Lance is my age but we were really young talking on like king snake chat he would just hatch his argus monitors on the shelf because that shelf, <laughs> the room stayed so warm yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so it's possible, man. If the things were consistent, it's technically an incubator. It's because yeah. it's warm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that. I think my upstairs could kind of be similar in a in a in a way. If I set things up right, I could use it as an additional incubator, but not that I want to. <laughs> you know, but, like little gecko eggs. We used to just put them like a, when we had when I when I had Sunnyvale um, reptiles, right? And um, there would be guys that were there before me. Um, and like before I purchased it, they would just throw rat snake eggs. There were gecko eggs. They would just throw them on top of the refrigerator. Yeah. And stuff would just hatch out. Now, these are all like not super critical eggs, you know, where it's like, all right, someone brought in some gopher snake eggs. Let's just put them up there, you know. Right. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, just to see them hatch. But all the other <coughs> pythons and everything would go in the incubator. You're not going to die on us, are you, Kai? Well, I don't know. I hope not. Man. <laughs> I hope not yeah. either. Yo, uh, Aiden, Aiden, how old are you, man? 17. Jesus. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's a great, great thing to do. Picture you, like, when you're 18, you hatch out hatch out some Doom Rolls monitor. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, that'd be good stuff. So, now, that that's another plan, uh, another thought. What are you going to do with them all? So let's say you have excellent <laughs> success, and I have no reason to think otherwise. I've got what a lot of people do? texting me about them. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. I'm pretty I, sure once once I posted you and you posted yourself, dude, it's like just... Yeah, a bunch really... of people followed me in and um, yeah. hit me up. and That's like, how it is. Yeah. yeah, you want to do things, I guess, the right way. Um, I'm not going to tell you what to do at all, but don't sell them just right away. Right. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> keep a couple. Yeah. So, I want to keep like at least one or two of them. Probably yeah, two. Of them, yeah. If I had to. And, you know, get to raise. Get to raise some, you know, yeah. like raise a, a couple or yeah, get them cool. to a better size. Yeah. And then when you, where you can kind of sex them. And then, dude, I'm not going to lie. Also, don't sell them because you basically get rid of the fun part. Yes. Fun part is raising babies. It's, yes. I mean, absolutely. Sure. The little orange heads, I wouldn't sell them till that's gone Dude, completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and uh, yo, you think about what they're worth now imported? Yeah, it's crazy. Also, don't, yeah, don't fall for the okie doke on cheap prices. Yeah, don't, don't yeah. sell yourself. Sorry, anybody yeah, that's no, out there trying to buy them, but, um, yeah. He's, Honestly, he's can, one of a kind now. So yeah, yeah, if you can make the room, get the experience raising them from bait out of the egg to adults, it'll it'll give you a, a different level of knowledge for for doom rolls. Um, yeah, and you'll get to see how they act as sub adults, kind of going through that adolescent phase, and what males and females do. You might get a good sense of how to determine in those animals which ones are male and female signs that they might give you which is of yeah. course going to help you out further and uh, um, see those first introductions and what like new females do that yeah. way you can provide people with all that knowledge. Um, but it's going to be tempting, especially if people are making you great offers and having yeah. that, that, <laughs> that income come in. But yeah. if you can 
my my honest um, advice is to hold back as many as you can. And if that meant the whole clutch, make room and do it because you're doing it. You hopefully have a good breeding pair. I'm assuming your female's healthy now. So there's a good chance they're going to give you another round or two. Um, Did you see how fast that was? Yeah. November, December. Less than four months. Yeah, that's a, that's a great 60 to 90 day gap. And that's very typical. Super good. Super good numbers for what I would say not not back to back, which back to back would be really rough on them, right? But what I'm saying is a, a spatial time between this last one and the the current one. Those are like how you fed them was good, the, the time to recoup was good, and then bam, it's like it happened again, you know. So it's yeah, it's 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 great great numbers and timing as well. Um, like if it were to be spaced out a lot, really, really far, maybe a, a year or something like that, um, then maybe they're not so, I guess, speedy to re- reproduce again. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, man, how you're doing things is great. Uh, Alan, did you want to add anything to that? Sorry, man. Yeah, I was just, if I can really press it, if you can start gearing up now for putting yourself in a position where you can like financially take care of them. I mean, start, you know, um, do you, are you already breeding roaches? No, I would get on that, you know, maybe some larger ones like the hissers, but dubious as for the, the babies, try to cut your costs where you can invest in it now. Um, and everything you can do to hold back as many of those babies and keep them healthy as you can. And all all those extra reptiles you had, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. this, I, I definitely am gonna keep my rhino iguana though. Oh well, yeah, yeah, keep that one. But I've had uh, him for like six years or something. I think like the random ball pythons, the box turtles. Yeah, the ball pythons can't... are from my uncle too. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> we won't tell. We won't tell. Yeah, the the box yeah. turtles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just you know you'll have you'll have babies and you'll see it's like I got yeah. school, I got life, and yeah, then I have partners, right? It's like dang, I'm busy gotta... all the time whole lot right you're busy yeah. all the time just, yeah. just keeping up with the monitors bro it's like almost a full-time job it's checking yeah. in multiple times a day and it yeah, can it's, be yeah it's a lot of work but man work. if you can in reality if you can or um the other the other option i would suggest to you is if there's people hitting you up that want three or four and they're they're people you're confident that can also get the job done um you know that's up to you um but that's kind of what I look for. My ideas with, with certain species is, um, you know, what, what's like, uh, the similis would be a good one. Baby similis. I'm keeping that first clutch if I get one back, but from then on out more clutches, who are those going to? I, there's different ways to look at it. Of course, if you're the only one with them, you know, you financially could make some money off of that. So yeah. there's the, the tendency that you want to hold it all back and yeah. being like, brutally honest so that you know you protect yourself your investment and in, in the, the financial outlook but at the same time you might be the only source or if those are in this case talking similis those are the only similis out there after i keep back my first pledge <laughs> um yeah. getting that species you know established in the u.s so we don't lose it is another yeah. thing you know so right and man uh your Say being able to save one or two females. Now, 
not that not that you're good you know worst case scenario is that you're some people lose females after breeding. yeah it's just there's it's just it happens it just happens you know not not to say that you will or that you're a bad keeper or anything because i think you're doing great for someone so young too you know um get a chance to see them grow i'll help you sex them we'll look at them side by side when you have one it's very hard to sex but when you got 10 dude it's so much (laughs) it is so yeah because you can compare it together you can yeah. so you can tell them the snouts are smaller, the tail's smaller, the the body on the female looks longer, but she's smaller, and it's just yeah, they're different. Yeah, the, they look the a lot shoulder, different. you know, the shoulders, right? Yeah, the females almost look like a salamander. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. dang, your 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 build is way different, right? Yeah. Um, now the another thing I'd recommend is start your own Aiden or Roughneck monitor wave yeah yeah you're you you know you're catching drift right now right you haven't gone full steam yet but you're just getting your your things going right yeah make yourself a your own business page basically your own you know roughneck followers where they can go if they want you and stuff like that for me i i just had them because i've basically been doing this on my own pages for so long that it kind of just happened that way but you know you want to do something like that in the long run um that way there's a there's a whole like following and and people can just kind of go over what you've you know been doing things like that um and then you can kind of centralize a lot of this stuff more too and it'll help out a little bit now yeah man feel free to you know hit us up with any questions that you have i'm pretty sure you've got a pretty good decent selection of reliable keepers to talk to for sure you know um and man just uh run it dude yeah that's all all i can really recommend yeah just you you got a whole whole thing that's technically as you're stepping forward into actual success right you've actually been doing pretty well most people would be like infertiles 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 and then that's like me that's like me with the kylans right now basically a bunch of infertiles until i figure out what the hell i'm doing better what i can do do better you know these are just way different monitors they're on a small island it's like you know maybe i'm not doing the pressure right because kyle and skinks technically need um a whole bunch of pressure changes and different that's what they say um the kyle and blue tongue skink basically doesn't breed doesn't breed like the um regular types of blue tongue skinks that you see normally so um it's just a thing and i don't know if it's people that are just assuming it on this monitor or not. I have gotten a good clutch without any crazy pressure changes. So, you know, um, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, something that it has to do specifically that I have to do with mine. But yeah, man, you're moving into the next step and you're getting out with a good looking, good ass looking clutch. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And we, we literally just made those changes. And yeah. So, you know, I'm actually glad that I was able to get there and see, see what I can just by looking at. I can just see. You know, it's like, all right, I'm I'm doing this normally. So what I would recommend for this young guy, you know, yeah. Um, and for me too, I used to just do nest bins, and I think I used to think only those would work, right? Until I realized well, these monitors are growing bigger than this nest bin. You know, mm-hmm. and I can't can't just put a nest bin in all these cages. Yeah. 
So I just did in-floor setups with some of them, especially my really big ones, right? These three to four foot monitors and things like that. So um, the the nesting and when you hone into it, you know, try to perfect your craft in time. Yeah. Like as you as you get to the next step, now it's like, all right, you notice the recommendations I made worked. You know, they definitely had her lay there the soil's all better the heating yeah. is a whole, a whole lot better right yeah. and there's a lot of little things that you basically got to add up mentally that all that make the bigger picture you know um yeah man that's those are those are really re- the recommendations i'd i'd give you for now that you're catching steam and everything like that you know yeah what what are, what are you hoping to do and i guess maybe i should have asked that what is uh <laughs> With oh, here's hatchet? all this advice with the baby yeah yeah um i would want to keep at least a couple of them for sure but i don't know oh i mean sorry not only the hatchlings but uh the species doom oh like i've thought about that a couple times i don't know if i want to because there's no one really having success really yeah man jim hecker i think jim heck is his name he he got infertile eggs last year i think in october but I talked to him pretty recently. He said he was going to start to pair him up soon, but I never heard anything about it. But I don't know. If if there's no one doing it, I might just keep doing it. But I would like to have other people that I know can do it. Yeah. Do it as well. Kind of feels like a lot of responsibility once you have a little success yeah. like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> See how I, I feel, feel bad for these eggs to go bad. <laughs> Dude, right. like, like 50 people tag me a day, right? And <laughs> like oh man don't don't tag me anymore there's like 10 <laughs> other people that have these things that can help you know? uh, yeah um, but yeah man it's like you got to do it the right way i would say now there's the wrong way would be to like do it do it fast get your money and sell everything yeah I, I, sure you know that's that's that person's goal and maybe they had another bigger goal that they wanted to get to which was basically capitalize on something small cheaper and then move to the next big thing something like that right but in this case man you can technically have a whole crazy following now because no one's been used to captive bred doom rolls for the last several years 10 years or more um i haven't seen them around for a little while i've seen babies come in but those are imports you know yeah Mm -hmm. Um, i think i think Jim Heck has a bunch that he's trying to produce, but I yeah, I, I think he has think. A, he has a trio of them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, I, I saw a picture with a, I saw a picture with a bunch of them in one case. Really? I think yeah, yeah, but that 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 was a year a year or so ago. So things could have changed, but yeah, man, I, I yeah. think he's trying and not not gonna lie, he's, he's like a godfather around here with a yeah, lot he of he catches some crazy yeah. water monitors. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I I, I used to go to him for advice too and stuff like that but he hasn't been on social media a whole lot so yeah it's it's like you can't really reach out to these people all too much until you go through somebody else that knows them really well you know yeah but yeah man it's uh doing it the right way you know you want to take care of the species basically get them somewhat established have more people know about them it's a lot of work bro not gonna lie it's it's a lot <laughs> yeah it's a lot of work and then you got to deal with you know people that i'm not gonna say dumb it's just 
You're going to have people that blame you because they yeah. can't breed Doomerals after this yeah, or, or some or, other animals. Not even that. It's like you'll you'll deal with like you know people that are rude or they just don't know or all yeah. basically all kind of people. Some great, some nasty, some yeah. that are you know you'll have to explain it to them differently or stuff like that. But in in all. Whether or not I'd get those people at the end of the day when I think about it, I still end up helping and make podcasts like this or YouTubes or I still am on like Facebook groups all the time, you know, and whenever people tag me, I'm always there to, all right, here's what I think or my recommendations. I think about the animal in the long run and how how much I love those animals, you know, and technically I think you love these Jumerals a lot, you know, they're (laughs) you've gone this far making all these changes basically a third of your of your whole living space is yeah. dedicated to them yeah. you know so yeah, yeah man it's uh it's something where you want to do it the right way teach people get the ball rolling and even if there's other people breeding them too it's it's going to be very hard it's not as simple it's not as yeah. you know not as always broken down you may help people kind of get to there but you know they they may not reach your level at all they'll try yeah. and things like that but yeah maybe there'll be a few that will try but not so many make it you know out of curiosity kind of going back to what you're doing and and your approach what are you feeding your animals um the doomerals pretty much mainly shellfish crayfish Mm -hmm. there's like big jumbo shrimp at like the local asian markets and uh no like normal better than us yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and I remember Ben would do a lot of that stuff too, so that's why I was asking. But yeah, yeah, he told me he fed exclusively crustaceans only. Yeah, that's what he told me. And I that, I started I implying that more. What was that? Yeah, that's why I feed my guys crawfish so much compared to. Yeah, I basically switched out mice for crawfish. Um, sure, the crawfish aren't really fat, but I can replace that by using chicks and the eggs and stuff. Like yeah, that, right. That's but, what um, I, I use chick. I'll use like I'll cut up chicks because the female can't eat a whole chick, so yeah. I, I like cut it up into a couple of pieces, and the male yeah. can eat a whole one. But I feed him less than she eats, and she's like half his size. Yeah, he's yeah. on a little bit of a diet. <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. Those yeah, are, keep him are, hungry. Yeah, keep him lean. Yeah. Keep him hungry. No, like uh, for the listeners out there, why why we switched or why we do this is because mice just make us make them too fat and they you know yeah. it's like it's just uh, a lot of people are filling these rodents with fillers and they're just not the healthiest yeah, the, um, yeah. The, the shellfish is basically a leaner food item more natural because what they eat in the wild as well right um the jumeral's teeth bro they're de- they're designed differently right they're they're like they're like a, a molar. U. it's like yeah yeah they're not sharp. they're not they're not sharp so the ones in the back especially they're like molars like you yeah. crushing them yeah and so yeah. they're meant for crushing they crush so, the, the crayfish like in half almost yeah it's, wow. i would That's, not want to get bit by especially here's another uh, basically a whole another specific design for this type of monitor yeah um, the skull is just designed differently yeah it's thicker you know? yeah Man, it's uh, that's really cool, man. Thanks for thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, uh, 
I wonder know, if they just root around kind of in the mud and then yeah. pulling out crabs, Get you know, crabs those kind of, stuff. yeah, those yeah. Like, you know where like you're walking and you see a bunch of fiddler crabs and then you walk near them and they disappear. Yeah. yeah that's, that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, there was a thing we got to go to the beach, Aiden, where we can get some sand fleas. Oh, oh yeah. go get them up! Yeah, there's there's a <laughs> uh, there's a guy that was like, yeah, I'm eating these. I'm like, what? I was on TikTok, right? Yeah, I, I think that I, one too. I might have saw that one. <laughs> he made he made them into a food, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and like I was like, okay, if humans can eat these, my lizards can eat. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to make a beach day. Because, you know, well, honestly, <laughs> um, we didn't do it last summer, but hopefully this summer again, we'll go up to Lake Tahoe and uh, go fishing for crawdads. Basically, it's like string and a piece of bacon, you know, and they, they yeah. get onto <laughs> it. And my wife's really good at it. Me and my son, we catch like half of what she catches in an hour. She's just, <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah, but man, it's great, cool. you know, and you put these fresh things in there and, um, yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. I love I love to try those sand fleas because uh, they they're like perfect bite size too. They're like yeah, this they're big only. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think my guys would like them. I have a hard time finding more than just shrimp and crawfish. I I want to find small yeah. crabs. I've only found those like once or twice at a market. And what I'm trying to go and look for is where these Japanese and sushi places have soft shell crab. And I want to ask them where they buy that before they cook it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I have no idea where they get it from. I've actually tried to ask several restaurants because when I go to buy, you know, eating sushi, I yeah. order the soft shell crab, and they come out perfect size like this, you know, and like a maybe like I don't know a small, mm-hmm. a small apple or a pear size. It's very very tiny, you know, and um, I can cut those in half, and the monitors basically love the shrimp and crabs and crawfish when i put a whole tray down and it's like chicks and crawfish yeah. and mice right they choose the crawfish first all yeah the the, the doomerals react different when i feed them crawfish compared to like a a piece of a chick or something like they're they're a lot more aggressive with it for sure yeah nice and even if it's not alive they they like act like it's alive and kill it and like crush yeah. it yeah. Yeah. Do they do they kill it in a certain way? Do they rip the claws off, or do they? I've um... seen the female do that. She'll mm-hmm. she'll use the ground for leverage and like. Yeah. Yeah. Like rip the claws off with the ground, and then yeah. eat all the claws on both sides, and then eat the body, but yeah. crush it first. I always think it's so amazing how they know how to come above it and get it right on the back, so yeah, like a crazy. claw couldn't get back there. Really. Yeah, when, I, yeah. when I have fed them mice before. They're always super exact, or the female especially, super exact with getting it right on the back of the neck mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. She's like, like she won't, like some, like an Argus monitor or something, they'll just friggin' grab it by the tail or something and just shake Swallow it. Swallow it whole, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'll grab it by the neck and crush it. They don't really shake. Yeah, yeah. My, my guys do the same thing with the crawfish. They sit there and they'll they'll get all the juices out of that head. Like they, they like it. It's all over their face. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they do this thing where they'll, they'll they'll grab it, and they'll rock their head back and forth, and then it basically, you know, the claws only go one way. And so they, yeah. it, that's that's what Ain is talking about. They basically get yeah. broken off, and they don't always eat the claws. They just kind of leave them there. Yeah, yeah. Um, very very specific eaters. Did Ben? Yeah. When you talked to Ben, did he he didn't say anything about using snails? Um, not that I remember. 
Okay. Maybe it changed. I remember at the time he was trying out a bunch of different snails and whatnot, and they would eat them, but... Uh, I could see that, I didn't, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't even know where to get snails. I've looked for yeah. them, but I can't find those. <laughs> um, no, that's that's all good stuff. Um, what about your your temps across your cage? What are you dealing with from your so, basking spot to your, your ambience? The basking, for the female, it's it's like 125, 130 throughout mm-hmm. the whole day right now it's tw- like i have them 12 hours 12 hours and um the male it's like 110 and then like okay. for one or two hours a day I'll, I'll make it like 125 130 but only for maybe two hours a day and how are you doing that is that from a like a dimmer there's switch a, there's uh two lights and i just turn the other one on okay okay i see what you're saying are you <laughs> Are you going to do that? You're doing it manually right now, right? Yeah. I would suggest, if you can, um, get yourself one of those smart Wi-Fi plugs where you can turn that light on, or you can yeah. even set it to turn on, just out of convenience as, you know, yeah. you got all these cages behind you. Start looking for those little convenient ways yeah. to uh, make There's your life There's a bunch a of extra easier. ones. There's, I got two pairs. I got a pair of Biox uh-huh. and a pair of... um. I think one's a Jayapura and one's a Sorong, but I don't really know. My uncle just called them Northern Mainland because I don't know. But. Yeah. Fair enough. Because <laughs> they're they're probably mixed or something yeah. like that. You yeah. can't unless you pick them up from the wild. You're not. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's only four cages with snakes in them, but there's nine back here. Oh, he wow. said he, he, he only wanted to get rid of nine. <laughs> he said. Only nine. Dude, yeah. those weren't there. Those weren't there a few weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> got this like the, a week ago. Yeah, for the listeners, I'm seeing like branches already across, some heat yeah. panels in there. Looking yeah, yeah he gave them all set up already. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, he hooked it up. Does, has he been at it for a while? Yeah, he's been breeding them since the mid '90s. Okay. He's, wow. he's he's been doing it for a long time. He's turning eight, or he turned eighty this year. Oh wow! Yeah, he's still doing it. Wait. Is he? What's his name? Ed Bradley. Oh, I know. Okay, I, I had no clue. I know Ed. That's yeah. funny. I was like, when you said that, since at his age, I was like, I wonder if. Um, I, yeah. I bought some Angolans a little while, or an yeah, Angolan a little while. Yeah, he still while has back. the Angolans. Yep. I'm looking for some more. If he ever, you know, breeds. I think again. all of his. He said most of his like females are t- too old to to reproduce anymore. Yeah, they were like twenty something years old. Yeah, he has like some twenty five year old chondros. It's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, that is so cool. Hey, that's awesome. I had no clue. I was like, who is this person? That's just <laughs> it. Ma- it all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome. He's a good guy. Um, yeah. It was so funny the the way that I I had to actually you know pay him was through I think it was through a money order or something. Still way so, old school. So old school. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. And so he's I don't like, even no. know what that is. <laughs> yeah. So I had to go get the money order and then send it to him. And That's he had funny. to cash it. Um, my bank messed it up. So when they first <laughs> made the money order, um, they they made an error. Like I had to look it over, right? And there was some error on it. And so I didn't think anything about that. And then, so they're like, no problem. We'll make another money order and fix the error. Well, apparently they made like two of these money orders, but they never actually canceled one. So all of a sudden this big bank investigation starts and they want me to come down and give a, a, a statement, right. About this. Like I'm stealing money from them. And the whole time 
uh, Ed is waiting on this check. And I'm like, I, it's coming. I promise you it's coming, you know? And yeah, it turned into this. I thought for sure he, he thinks, you know, he's old school. I shouldn't be wasting yeah. his time. And he thinks I'm trying to like jerk his leg or something. I'm like, Oh, there's this whole thing going on with the bank. And, um, we finally got it figured out. And, uh, it was, it's, unfortunately that angolan i had a male and the male died and at the uh it wasn't from ed um at the time that's the only i think that's the only snake project that i actually have given up so far and um angolans are kind of tough they're not as easy as ball pythons yeah no this female was in great shape the the male i got i had him for like a couple weeks he developed this bulge and died and i just decided you know what i'm just not going to do this project right now but I want to in the future. It's definitely one I want to do. It's just with yeah, all the cool. other snakes, everything. I, um, yeah. I don't like yeah. to flip animals, but um, you know, I definitely want to get back into them. So, um, but anyways, that's a that's a, a tangent from monitors. But that's that's a funny little connection. I had no clue, and yeah. it's all coming together as you're saying things. Something's <laughs> going on here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So have you have you spent a lot of time with him and around reptiles because um, of him? Not, not a whole lot with Ed, but my whole family, like they've kept reptiles, my parents or my yeah. dad, my dad's side. So I've been around they, them since I was little, but they, uh, um, Alan's from this area. So, yeah. um, Alan, you might've, they, their family or can I, can I tell them what your family used to own? Yeah. Oh, they used to own that alligator farm in here, here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was in. Uh, Park. Yeah. 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 Oh man, that's awesome! Yeah, I, was, I lived in uh, San Bernardino County. Um, well, I was down in LA for a little bit, and then um, then up in the mountains, and then uh, Ukaipa out there towards like Beaumont and whatnot. Um, that's that's awesome, man. That's a little bit yeah, that's crazy. down there. Yeah, my dad always tells me stories, and they have a bunch of old pictures. They had they had two Ataras there, and they had Galapagos tortoises and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those. I think there's actually the the folks that I um that I got my my Flavies from the actual Flavies um uh, have I think some of that old stock. They're more of a private zoo still down there in Southern California. Um, they I think it might have been some of those Galapagos. They were saying something about it coming from somewhere. It just all makes sense. It's, it starts becoming a small world, especially when you're talking about animals like Galapagos. You know, um, it is yeah. like three, three or four generations of reptile people. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, yeah. What, Ed's what my that is my great uncle, so he's my dad's uncle. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All right, another little tangent, but a little background <laughs> for us all. That's that's awesome. That's fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I know. I I'm not of the green. I have a pair. But I don't follow the Green Tree world that often. But I know Ed had a lot to do with that. And, yeah, he, uh, he used to be doing a lot. But he's he said that these are his last uh, breeding pair of Bjorks Yeah. and Mainlands. I, I don't know if he has any more that will breed. I think they're all like 20 plus. Yeah. When I got the Angolans, he was saying that he's going to start really cutting down on it. Yeah. Everything. Was that a long time ago? No, that was uh, three, I want to say oh. about three years ago, maybe two My and a half years My dad tells ago. me he's been saying that for the past like 10, 15 years. He's been, <laughs> slow down. Well, maybe that, maybe that too. Hey, you know, he, I think he was a little surprised when the Angolans bred because they were old animals already. And yeah. uh, 
it was kind of cool with his because he actually knew where they came from. There's a lot of animals you don't you don't know exactly which is line if it's like the yeah. uh, the I forget the zoos and the this pet shop that pet shop and whatnot. Um, but he actually knew where his came from. Yeah. So that he was, was... I think he was one of the first people that bred Angolans here. Yeah. In the states, I, I'm pretty sure. Man, that's that's cool. I, yeah. I've never seen it, like getting back because I used to be into snakes before the monitors, right? Before I chose what I wanted yeah. to like. Um, but yeah, I remember when it was like 2000 and or something like that and like the first pies were coming out and people wanted to breed the pie to the angolan oh, yeah. right that was so dumb but <laughs> you hear that about python people <laughs> now when i think about it right it's like the, the it's because the reality of it is we can't breed those two together right yeah i think it hasn't been I done no, no, it hasn't it's been, been done it's been done but it it shouldn't be they're they're yeah. two different species you know i don't yeah. think the pie would carry on yeah. yeah. So, Unless you went multiple generations, and who knows if that even works. Probably. Just stop yeah. talking, Aiden. People are gonna try it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And I I used to have a pair of uh, green trees myself. Where yeah. Um, I got them from another another guy. He basically was selling all his snakes, but I didn't want all of them. I only wanted this pair. Was, he named it Lucy and Ricardo, right? Now, <laughs> for okay, get get this. Okay, this snake, Ricardo. The female would eat all the time, all the time. And they were kept together. And he said they were fine. And the male, though, like it's like when you look at them, the male is he does. He never he never ate for that guy. Right. And uh-huh. I think that's why he ended up selling them or wanted to get rid of them, too. Um, so they basically were kept together. The female was pounding food all the time, every week. And the male would never eat, but how he survived, I guess that guy was tube feeding him or force feeding him. And then when I had them for the couple years, I also had to like shove a pinky rat down, down its throat, you know, mm-hmm. and then basically get it, get it to take it down on its own and then put him back in his cage. That's how he lived. He'd never eat for months. And then I'd have to wait months in between every single time I did them. And then one, one time I was like, all right. I have space. I'm just going to remove him. The very first week after I removed him from the female, that thing ate on its own for yeah. forever. They yeah, go off food. Yeah, yeah, man. Males will go female. off food for months sometimes. That was telling that, me. That, that female was just probably scared the hell out of that male too. Just yeah. uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't know, you know, that this back then. And, uh, I just like I was like, oh man, that, when I look at look at it now, you know, that's exactly what it was, you know. I have a special male. He uh, he's he's a he's a ground tree python. <laughs> he curls up on the ground. You always find him in the same corner <laughs> on the ground. And you know, I decided if this thing is not gonna make it, it's not gonna make it. If something's wrong with it, whatever. You know, I'm gonna do my best. And as as soon as I start talking about it or posting pictures of kind of how I keep them, I get all this unsolicited advice about green trees. Just <laughs> I'm like, hey, they're alive. They eat. They do fine. They shed. They poop. I'm not worried about him. Live if he wants to live his life on the ground, he can live his life on the ground. He has the options, you know. Yeah. Um, if I spray him, he'll kind of like crawl around the cage, slither around the cage, perch for a little yeah. bit, or when I feed him. But other than that, like. 85% of the time, he's just curled up on the ground. Hey, whatever. Yeah. So, um, but they're doing fine. You're going to try to breed your, the ones that he gave you to? Yeah. Nice, man. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully. 
yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, it's fun raising those things yeah they change the little the little babies yeah the, yeah the little babies, all they are just live on a little stick inside a bin that's got yeah. moisture at the bottom of it that's yeah yeah radiating through Ed, it yeah, ed's hooking it up with everything he said he would give me his old baby rack with like 50 cages yeah. oh so, man yeah. okay well <laughs> you remember I that back <laughs> you remember that shed kai across from like the rhino iguana yeah yeah oh, i'm gonna that? yeah we're gonna clear that out and insulate it and everything's gonna go in there so i can walk nice. around in here a little more <laughs> yeah. i take back what i said about you keeping all the doom roll monitors i didn't realize what you had going on you're gonna have baby pythons and all this stuff okay yeah, do i don't you know do. I, I might just tear up one <laughs> one of the pairs this year but mm -hmm, i, I yeah. don't know because that'd be a, that'd be a, a lot <laughs> I guess it'd be smart to learn them throughout the whole year and then try it when it comes to season, yeah. whole season. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. you got, you got yeah. some great advice. You know, you got someone great to turn to if you need some help. I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yo, uh, I, 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 Alan, I had a question. Yeah. And I totally forget. Okay. Now for your snakes, right? Uh-huh. The ones that are normally cold, can you breed them when they're not cool? Do you get the the same results? Uh, I like Python specifically. So or... I didn't really cool the bread lie last year. Like I like down into the four, mid forties or fifties. Um, they kind of stayed at room temperature, which was about mid sixties. They bred fine. Um, this last year they kind of stayed like upper sixties, low seventies, but they're they're locked up now. So um see the results yeah i'll see i'll see how what happens with the clutch and i if think they look i good. think those temperatures are still getting down chilly not like cold but i think they're not too warm though right right i mean they're not too cold either well the truth was i was gonna i was gonna give these females um they cohab in with the males so it's like a, a, either a pair or trio um and I was going to give the the females a year off. So I thought how I was going to do that was not really drop the temps, just let them chill at room temperature, but not really take them down really low um, as the catalyst to get them there. But apparently, you know, they're doing what they want to do anyway. So I'll see how that plays out. Um, the, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I can say. I'll, I'll see how it plays out. It looks like... A couple of them are gonna go. So, uh, you know, Aiden, you have to buy Aiden. You have to buy a few calendars and put them on cages. Yeah, because yeah. you know, you'll have mixed up with snake shit and lizard stuff and yeah, whatever else. Yeah, man, it's like there's so much in so much going on. You know, yeah. and cal I like the paper <laughs> calendars. You, we have stuff on our phones, but it's to the point where I get so many notifications yeah. on my phone now too. It's like <laughs> Facebook, yeah. Instagram calls. And I have a whole work. schedule. I have a whole schedule on one day, and I'm like, dude, I can't see that. I'm not All right. <laughs> and if I don't remember to get back to it, if I'm doing something else, and I, you know, swipe away the notification, it's like it's not there anymore. I don't know. It's easier for me to have something um, kind of posted somewhere to to keep track of. If I'm even gonna write it down, to be honest. <laughs> mine, I need uh, to do that. Mine, I kind of like have a mental note of what I've been seeing for the last however long. It's just posted there, you know. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I got. I basically got to be more strict with the monitors this year. Um, man, they're they're just they're breeding the heck out of out of each other the last few months, man. From 
I guess I would say November all the way up until April. They were laying on Easter on the very night of Easter and the morning next. Um, I was digging up eggs. They were laying mm -hmm. on Easter. So, man, it's like. I think they're just not. That was like the 17th, right? Was Easter? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was two weeks ago. And I basically have been cutting back their diet and um, just uh, the females, I'm giving a little bit of food to recoup with a lot of calcium, but the males have, are chilled out, separated. Yeah. I'm just going to be a little bit. Now I'm going to basically cool them down. They've been laying. I know one female has laid, I'd say five times since, since winter, you know, mm -hmm. like, throughout winter i'm like wow okay geez just 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 don't die <laughs> right right my, my female is kind of same right now they're going again so for one i think it'll be clutch four and the other one three and um yeah and but they look healthy they're absolutely fine they come you know, you know their body looks good they look kind of ravenous when they come after food um yeah. So I'm just kind of letting them do their thing, but the the idea is in the winter yeah. to cool them down again. And Ada, what are you doing with your with your female now that she's late? What is um, your, your get up going now? So I've I've only fed her a little bit each day, yeah. every day That's though. Good. But a little yeah. bit of shrimp the first day, first night. I got the eggs, and then uh, most of a chick the next day. Yeah. But yeah, she's just chilling out. She's been in the in the nest box. She she spends a lot of her time in there. Just yeah. not in a tunnel or nothing, just on top. She okay. can get away from the male because that, that the way you designed that. He's in here, though. He's in the other oh, one. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. they're right. separated. Still separated, right? Yeah, just keep him like that. Keep her technically lean still. You don't, I mean, if yeah, you're not really trying to, just yeah. don't pound them. There's no reason to pound them. Yeah. They'll gain back the weight, and you just do it a little bit slower. And so yeah. it doesn't offset a whole nother trigger if you don't, you're not trying to do that, you know? Um, you're letting them chill out for like 40 to 60 days like you did before, like the last time. They just kind of did a repetitive thing. Yeah, just do light feedings like that. And then when it's time to, you'll be able to tell because she's like, she's yeah. doing. Yeah, last yeah. time I, I wasn't sure. Like this time I wasn't sure if she was gravid because she didn't get real big. But once she, she laid now, I'm like, saucy. damn, I, she's so skinny. When I held her, realize. she was she was so pudgy, like a sausage, dude. Yeah, it was. And yeah, she, it was that was like a month before she laid, she yeah. she got pretty fat. Yeah, she she ate all the way up until the day before she laid. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, they, a whole lot, yeah. Mine usually go off food for like three days, but I don't have that species. So, um, there's a few of them that'll keep eating, but they'll they'll be very choosy about what they want. It's like y'all yeah. from a roach, they don't want it. Y'all from a pink, they might take it or vice yeah. versa or whatnot. I haven't had really any luck with insects except for the grasshoppers. That's the only ones that that they yeah. seem to, to want. Yeah, it's fun. They're, they're big. Yeah. So yeah, do do you do listen to people like Ben that have you know uh, with the crustaceans and Kai that are using those things. You'll get some people, man. Uh, they'll just uh, <laughs> yeah. There's some bad um, advice for sure. Yeah, that have never bred doomerals, and they'll tell you how to breed them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or never bred like species, and they'll they'll tell you, uh, you know, they're they're um, some study at some point found them with yeah. you know birds or bats or um, 
insects and frogs in their stomach, which all yeah. might be good, but you know, just do your thing. And uh... yeah, man. yeah, stay with the stay with the course because uh, there's no need to really change it if we you're on. You know, we're we're not really doing a whole lot different, and yeah. what you're doing now is not unhealthy. It's actually seemingly the right thing to do: shrimp yeah. over mice. You know, yeah, instead of the old, the olden ways was just kind of like heat heat them and feed them whatever yeah you know um but when you're more specific with the diet man they're they do a lot better me i had to learn this myself too man i was at one point just because one female was doing really great on rodents and i'd feed her chicks and other stuff too but she would only really want rodents when she was gravid right and she's still that kind of that way now i have to trick her chop up chicks really small and mix them up with rodent juice to get her to eat it while she's yeah while she's interesting but uh but now i like have you know other females on crawfish and shrimp and it's like i want you to have all the sustenance but i don't want you to get fat you know yeah yeah i can kind of overdo it with the shrimp and crawfish because that's lean um it's just yeah the rodents make them so pudgy and fat you know yeah Yeah, the the doom rolls it seems like they like they go to the bathroom every day in the water. I like yeah. <laughs> like they clear their Bathrooms. their systems every day it seems like cuz the it's yeah. not like super thick food it's just like I don't know really always in the water meat, too. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have to clean the water every day and then they go go in it sure. right away. There went my uh, any desire to keep numerals for me. <laughs> yeah, the water's the worst part for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh you know, I'm getting enough of it with the uh, the Dorianus to do similar yeah. things. Just, like, eat man, I have to deal with that for like 20 lizards, man. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> poop water, change yeah, it out every day. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole, depending on the water dish, it's a whole effort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it just, it just becomes fertilizer water in the grass in the backyard, you yeah. know, in the very, very back. Oh, are you using that? I think uh, John, uh, John's using some of his like dirt and feces for, uh, <laughs> for yeah. his vegetable garden. Fertilizer. I think I heard him say that. Uh, Alex, well, I think he said he was growing tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, using, uh, it's feeding the banana tree. That's what yeah. it's doing. Yeah, it's feeding the grapefruit tree, the banana tree, because they're in the back further, and I don't want you know, the the flies to hound by the house, so they'll, they'll hound out over there. Yeah, um, yeah, man. And there's, you know, a couple buckets every day. Not everybody has a giant water pan. It's just, you know, something to get in and out of. Um, but man, my mangroves like to breed in them though, for sure. They, they <laughs> yeah, to... the doomrows have done that a couple times. Yeah, they love to breed in the water for for whatever reason. It's comfortable or yeah. temperature or traction or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, man, I, I catch I catch mine wanting to, or the females more receptive in an, in the water. It's huh. like, I don't know. Maybe she's stuck there or something. Yeah, she can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Good stuff, man. Um, yeah, that's cool. Aiden, is there any other, do you have any other, uh, monitor lizards in mind? Um, I would like to get a lace monitor and keep it outside. That'd be, that'd be super cool. But yeah, I don't really know. Lace monitors or or tree monitors, maybe. Good stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Lace monitors are cool. I haven't made that plunge yet. Um, same. 
Maybe one day, but because uh, I mean they, they are just this classic impressive animal. Uh, I can yeah, get my awesome. fix usually locally. Uh, there's a few people that have them, um, you know, and I don't have to keep them. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I I personally I like the uh, normal uh, yeah, race monitors. Yeah, I like the yeah. black one. I like the really dark one. Yeah, the, the really dark normal ones. I like those. Yeah. Ones. I like the ones with the blue like hues yeah. that come up in them. I like that a What's lot. What's his name? Um, the guy who has the whole series on mo- monitor breeding. Well, yeah, are... Croc Doc. That's yeah, uh, Dave Kirshner. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. His, his laces are so good looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They the have the, and the, the and the perfect so pinstriping nice. that go across. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like those a lot. I hear yeah, some Dave's... people getting frustrated. They breed their their normals together or whatnot and they're they're getting like a, a bells that pops up <laughs> oh, yeah. uh i think john uh, is only producing bells right um they're working on normals? some others yeah. john uh, sim container john right yeah yeah john, yeah john has uh regular laces too but i think if all you need is to do is to breed the bells to it to get one at least right yeah is that is that how to the get bells yeah, yeah i think i think that's that's you know, trying to get just normal and normal is actually becoming more difficult in the U.S. Um, yeah. Just yeah. because everybody went after the bells, so it's mixed in, so they're getting babies that pop out bells. If I understand right, um, not that bells are bad or the like super bells, and like <laughs> some of these things too. Like Alex has this. Um, there's a few animals out there, but Alex has this male that is literally pink. Like I think I've seen it. It is like yeah. salmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's no doubt that the animal is pink. I've had, I've gone and seen it in person, and at first I was like, uh, okay, you know, like how pink is, it? and it, it's insane. So, um, I'd love to see the future of some of these things, you know, uh, yeah, as we keep producing them in the U.S., like a a pink and black, you know, uh, lace monitor. That that's awesome. That'd you know, <laughs> that is cool. Are they the blue and the uh, the normals? That's cool too. So um yeah and i man i'm really excited there's a few people working on spencers um yeah those guys have some ron st pierre has some of course uh don church there's probably a few other groups out there those are one of my favorite big lizards so uh, uh hopefully there's some some of those i would i would go for one of those over the, now there's a there's a bit of a price difference i know they're still all pretty expensive but um <laughs> I got I, I want those those uh Spencers and then uh I'd maybe come back to to uh little lace monitors. But anyways, um so so lace monitors and tree monitors, none of the dwarf monitors at all? Um Yeah, I don't know. I thought about it just because they're they'd be less sp- like taking up less space, that's for yeah. sure. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know which one I would get. Yeah, so uh, there's there's quite a few. You kind of yeah. have to get get a feel yeah. for which one you like, and then, you know what, what it might make you or not, or uh, I don't know. Some people do it. You know, they they want to go after the the rare stuff right now, which is no longer like the Aki or Kimberly. It's like the Timmers and Offenberg guy and Simulus. Yeah. Uh, they're technically they're they're an Adotria as well. It's what you call dwarf monitors. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, they're uh, I don't know, they're there's a, a each of them has their own characteristic. I, I like the Kimberleys. Yeah, they're like a squirrel. 
on in a league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so they're, they're they're pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, they're there's they're they're very interesting. Um, you can if you count Aki's as a standard, it's like Tristus are more on the shy level of things. Of course, all those yeah. Indonesian species. I'd say Similis are um, a little more bold. They kind of remind me of like little mini Argus, the way they puff up, but then they'll run. Um, and then you have like um, over on this side, um, the Kims are. Yeah, they're very curious animals, so they can be very tractable in that. So if you want to actually interact with an animal, um, they're a very good choice on a smaller level, um, just for those those same reasons. They're gorgeous, but they're they're really curious uh, from baby, like out of the eggs. They can be really. You can go in there with a cricket in hand, show them what you got, and there's a good chance they're actually going to take it from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, Kimberleys take a little bit of coaxing. They want food that's bigger than their face, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kimberleys love to eat big stuff. I think some stuff are like like little bulldogs. I think they call you know the king king orums. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty feisty. Not like mean. And I heard pilbarensis are pretty mean. I don't, I don't like that. Okay, they're beautiful, and I, I get this like feeling like I want to keep them again or I want to go do something. But yeah, the the pilbaras that I had were all jerks <laughs> so that that kind of keeps me back from them um but yeah no there's there they come in all shapes and colors especially the indonesian stuff some of the stuff that's coming in so yeah um but no that's good man uh we're getting kind of one hour 45 minute mark so is usually about the time we start wrapping stuff up but uh before we do that kai any other uh last words or questions or um yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm actually in a mind. My mind is basically on this next cooling period. Yeah. The weather. The weather has been different. It's yeah. Like a, for a couple of weeks it was really hot. Yeah. And now it's like yeah, down cooler again. Cool yeah, it's now, cold. Yeah. yeah so technically, it's for us. It's cold because it's not as hot. So right. <laughs> more in the mornings are cold. The the days are only like seventies. I think today is going to be eighty. Yeah, um, but Similar watching, my, watching my temperatures, I basically unscrewed a bunch of bulbs yesterday that are nor- like a, a normal three or four or two to three bulb bank. I just yeah. cut back some of the heat. Yeah, I'm going to do that a little bit more as I get into the month of May. Um, yeah, I was basically cut back their diet for the last two, three weeks on that same temperature. Now that their, their gut's a little bit less full of uh, – taking back some of the heat uh man added added uv what else just uh just doing anything that i could to beg get better eggs that's that's what i'm trying to do so my cooling now my process hopefully will be going going for two to three months at least until the end of july august and yeah man it's just preparing for the next season i hope good stuff what about you man uh, kind of same thing. I got a lot of this work that I've been putting off because uh, of issues, uh, my back hurting. Um, so I got to jump in, get that done. Animals don't, just... get, don't get old, Aiden. Don't get yeah, old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, start up yoga and uh, <laughs> take glucosamine and fish oil. <laughs> um, Yo, man, sneezing once can do you. Yeah, that's what happened to me. 
uh, the last three times it was two That's sneezes, good. two sneezes, and uh, and actually reaching for a back roller that was all down on the side of the couch. Yeah, yeah, that's how dumb it gets when you start getting a little older. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, finishing out what I got going on um, with the dwarf monitors and um, hopefully clutch of sand monitors, seeing what everything else does. And then uh, I have to streamline just making stuff more accessible within my warehouse. So it's just organizing rearranging things trying it out almost like you do you know growing up with your bedroom it's like how does this work you know some of that stuff just going on um and then uh dealing with the incubator i talked about um looking forward to i'm trying right now to up uh i started a couple different roach bins um so pulling adults uh out of one putting them in the other so i got you know, a couple more roach bins going that I hope to really get going as it heats up and uh, get them a real good start. So hopefully by next year, I just don't have any uh, hesitation when pulling food. I have as much as I need in roaches to cover pretty much everything. Uh, and then I can add in the other foods that I want to just to just to kind of be more um, set and covered financially and uh, that I don't have to worry about any things that are outside of my hands. If I can't get rodents right away, if I can't get shellfish or whatever, you know, Man, um, the price of rodents have skyrocketed. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's, it's looking into some other options because of that. I really don't want to breed my own rodents. It's possible. I could start birds like at the house, but, and my kids are getting older. So it's like, um, Man, you, you know, can do quail. Quail is simple. That's, maybe what i'm looking into so uh and then you know the forced child labor of my kids so <laughs> yeah, make, them, make, them, make them pick up eggs throw them in the incubator yep this is technically it it's yeah. uh, and then uh i don't know if are you still going through uh carl at all uh i gotta hit him up so yeah, i gotta try to get another round because uh, those are you know if you were to get three bags of chicks that can fit in a typical box man that's like a hundred, hundred fifty bucks, right? Worth of chicks, and it's like, I don't know, divide that, divide that by three hundred, man. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good, pretty good for all that. Yeah, so I'll hit them up because I got a, a large rodent order across the board, not only for monitors but for snakes too. From Ro- from Rodent Pro. Yeah, so that was the last one I think I, uh, earlier this month that came in. Oh, wow. So um, um, got those. That'll probably it, it lasts. Ooh, with other stuff it'll last my collection about five to six months and then uh place another one if i'm doing it right i'm still trying to feel it out as i go so um yeah. but yeah that's kind of why i want the roaches on hand i'd like to start some other bugs like super worms again give that another shot um but make the kids do it again <laughs> um and just i joke but it's we're, we're talking about it and it's part of like paying them it'll help me i'll actually pay them uh for their they don't get allowance for free you gotta work for that stuff um so yeah that's kind of what i got going on um you know hopefully i'll have some some babies hatching here soon i need it feels like you know i might have several different clutches in the incubator but you have one egg go bad and it's like what did i do wrong that kind of feeling so i need to start seeing some little baby faces pop out to counteract that feeling a little bit um yeah, that's about. Oh, I guess I'll announce to everybody. It looks like all my Timor eggs have gone bad. I don't know why yet. I 
tried them at lower temperatures. They all looked good for months. Um, one of them looked great and now it, it just doesn't. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I got to wait for another round, try again. So I got some different ideas that I'll, I'll try. Uh, if it's a large enough clutch, I would actually split it up in possibly three different scenarios and see which one works the best um, from different, probably all around the 82 degrees Fahrenheit mark. Um, but different ways, uh, not only SIM container, but um, right in contact with substrate and then another idea um, and just see if that plays any difference in to anything, see what I can learn. Um, but also, um, paying attention to the adults, maybe it's something wrong with the adults or the nesting option that the eggs aren't going the distance. Um, so kind of a full, uh, examination of what I'm doing. So I guess that that's about it. Um, all right, guys, Aiden, where can people find you right now? Um, Instagram. Uh, SoCal Biowax, S-O, like SoCal, B-I-A-W-A-K-S. Nice. All right. And, um, Facebook, just Aiden Bradley. Okay. Yeah. All right. Kai, where can, oh, real, real quick for anybody out there. Um, if you figured out this new meta update for Facebook and Instagram and how to link your accounts, can you please tell me how to do it? Cause it is such a pain in my butt. I've, I actually haven't really posted for like the last week and a half too much stuff. Cause it, it became so difficult once I tried to do this thing and I've erased accounts so many times, not erased fully, but unlink them, I guess is what I should say. Try to link them back together and nothing yeah. seems to be working right. And Facebook I have seems mine unlinked. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't link them together. There, yeah, uh, to, I've had so many issues linking them together when they when they need to do the transfer back and forth. Yeah, it just it just freezes. It just, yeah, yeah, it just gets stuck and it's like trying to load to the next one. And I'm like, yo, what the hell? And I just I just got a new phone, so it's not my phone. Um, so yeah, I just uh, I just kept them on un, unsynchronized together. Um, just yeah, I just work with it that way. It's it's kind of sucky, but you just have to kind of log in and out. I don't know the 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 way to do it without because I don't want to have to sync all like Instagram because I can technically do it sync Instagram, Facebook, all the pages all together. Right. But, See, that's how I had it, and so I could post it once to Instagram and it post to Facebook too. But apparently, Zuckerberg's over there playing in his virtual world too much to figure out this problem. Just kidding. You know, I always, <laughs> always word stuff differently. Um, so, yeah, it's like, you know, when stuff just gets repetitive and you see it on three different things, you yeah. know, and it's like, yeah, I, I kind of like, like when I, when I advertise, right, I'll, I'll post uh, a typical wording, you know, but the pictures for my grasshoppers will be all different. Um, and that way, you know, people are seeing something different and they're, getting to read something different so i just yeah i just do it that way nowadays i, I kind of get a better response on everything rather than um it being so like uh i could see that computerized computerized you know yeah. and it's just like a standard yeah yeah i could see no no people like people like the i don't it's not that it's different it's just people like the transparency a little bit more they yeah. want to be able to get get a hold of you rather than talking to uh random message that is just you know yeah, yeah okay yeah. About it. but yeah man people can find me on um 
on Facebook under Kai Fan. You should be able to find me on Instagram um, under uh, Big underscore Lizard one hundred three, um, and then you'll find me here under the Morelia Podcast or Morelia Python. Um, the this whole umbrella network of uh, podcasts, and basically where else? Um, you'll be able to find me on YouTube under Mangrove Mecca. I also have a page, a Facebook page that I sometimes go on um, under Mangrove Mecca as well. What about you, Alan? Uh, Origins underscore reptile on Instagram and uh, Origins Reptile on Facebook. Um, and again, we're the Monitor Keeping Podcast. We're under, as Kai said, the Morelia Python Radio Network. So you can go on to uh, Morelia Python Radio uh, to find all of their their podcasts that are under there. Um you can also email them for, or you can message us uh, for any questions you might have about the show. Um, uh, but you can also, for for the bigger picture of things, you can uh, email Eric, um, ask about different things if you need some other information. But go to their website, check it out. Uh, they have, you know, I don't even know how many podcasts now. That I think there's a new Gecko one, there's a new Boa one. It keeps growing, even though Eric says he's done. Um, so for any kind of reptile specific, uh, or species specific, um, there's probably a podcast now that covers it. So there's also uh, a store over there. Um, you know, the NPR guys, uh, they yearly do a calendar. So, um, uh, check that out. If you want a reptile calendar, um, I think there's some t-shirts, coffee cups, that's the type of things. Um, so yeah, Morelli Python radio, uh, com will get you there. Uh, what else was there? Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. You can also find, uh, Marilla Python radio on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. And for, for us, uh, this is kind of funny saying it here on the podcast, but you can find us on every major, um, podcast app. Uh, also Eric posts them all to YouTube. So, uh, you can always now. That's not saying we're we're you're gonna see our pretty faces talking to you. It's just a <laughs> recording uh, on YouTube, but it's all available there under Merely Python Radio as well. So, all right, guys, I think we're wrapping it up. Just shy of that two hour mark. Aiden, it was nice talking to you. Nice meeting yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for having me. You will stay all in right, touch. To see how that. I'll yeah. see you later, right, Aiden? Yeah, Keep have a good up, weekend, guys. All right, all right. Man. later. later.